but also uh, I put a, I put a link in the Skype chat of the scene from Across Frontier that was yeah. the first thing I saw of Across Frontier after I wanted to see more Across <laughs> after the original. And am I wrong or is was or isn't that generic looking as shit? Well, okay, I have to break in here and kind of say that um, there was a period in the '80s that kind of had a generic look too. There's like mm-hmm. in each each era there is a generic look, but yeah, I have to admit for for Macross, this is kind of Macross should have a unique look to it. It should have a more Mickey Moto. Yeah, unfortunately, and like, or like find someone new, like someone new with a unique style, but. Nah, whatever. And uh, and also the space battles are just like so. Yeah, it, it's, it's all it's so dense. There's so much detail. It's like Shut okay, up, okay. Rick. Man of Steel that that scene on Krypton where he's flying around on the dragon. Lol, what? What? Why is he on dragon? Because um, he's rocking the dragon. Yes, I understand he's rocking the dragon. But why is there a dragon? Like this ain't no Panzer Dragoon here, bitch. Um, <laughs> see, it was just like. And there's like explosions, explosions everywhere, and I'm like, I'm, I I don't know what's going on. Ah, too much. And but then yeah, and, it, and then he horrified uh, Zod by saying he had real sex with his wife. Oh my god! You did not touch boobies. Oh. See, it is demolition man. <laughs> it is. It, it's it was just. That I think I saw be... a Taco Bell sign when they were in Krypton. Oh, There's a whole lot of other uh, uh, advertisements in that movie. So. Sears has been in bankruptcy for fucking 25 years now. And, like, they're able to advertise on this movie? GG, guys. How many stores are you closing next week? Well, they wanted to show the, the destruction of the people who bought the Sears Tower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, or, Take that, or, Willis or, Tower. Or maybe it's about America. You Let's know? talk about Willis. The destruction of America. I don't know. Just the movie really was bad. And, like, people who are like, it was serious. And I'm like, no, it really wasn't. And it's fun. It's like, it's not. Well, what I love is when people are saying, gee, I smell a double standard because people weren't this harsh about the Hulk. I'm like, so. What? I'm I'm like, I'm like, the Hulk has always been, like, shown to be, like, a like a rampaging death in the scene. We're talking about fucking Superman here. Well, and also, here's the other thing. But this is really, honestly, uh, Trevor compiled a list, because someone um, we know said that um, basically this was a believable version of Superman, to which Trevor just responded with a list of all the sci-fi shit that was, in, and I could read this list. It's it's wonderful, because he compiled this entire long long list of like things that aren't realistic yeah. and and it's basically if you read this it, it sounds like a sci-fi movie like honestly this could have just been a sci-fi movie because like things like full spectrum perception faster than light travel singularity engineering disintegration via energy production biological ra- radiation projection birth looms actual people using nokia windows phones artificial <laughs> intelligence <laughs> well, like I said, oh and it's coming through the rss feeds it's coming through the rss feeds yeah. <laughs> it's coming through the rss feeds that is the greatest li- it's like i know linux that's that's what that is 
They're coming out of their RSS feeds. It's game over, man. Game over, man. But the Nokia phones, that's what everyone points out. They're I like, know, because it's, it, cause it's very, it's very stilted obvious weird i mean i mean at least in amazing spider-man peter parker's using like that russian smartphone that no one else has in the world yeah oh and the other thing is um okay in the scene where they go into the ice cave to find the scout ship did you notice that um the nikon camera they focus in on the logo then they focus out and then they focus back in on the logo and then they focus out again they do that and i we were watching it like we were watching clips online and you really start to notice, like, oh my god, the whole fucking... There's not really... It, it, you can't go five minutes without seeing an ad, pretty much. It's, like, that dense. And that's part of, that kind of pisses me off, because I'm like, you spent time trying to show logos. And this movie was like, how long was that fucking movie? Like, two and a half hours? Yeah, it was, it was a long one. Oh, god. I mean, I got to two hour two, and I was like... That was about when the world machine got destroyed, and I thought, okay, this is the end. But I knew, but I knew that. Well, what about, what, what about that Three Stooges face Superman was making underneath the gravity beam, like, oh. and well, then he punches the laser. Yeah, no, he did what uh, what the flaming torch did in the Corman uh, Fantastic Four movie. Uh, he punched the laser. Well, also, he did get ass-raped in that movie, so that was also hilarious. <laughs> he did get ass-raped by the laser in that movie. Uh, but yeah, uh, I thought, okay, it's gonna be in. No, and then we get, keep going with a Dragon Ball Z fight, and then he snaps his neck to save four people. And I'm like, and I kept trying to hammer this home, like, he just got done killing thousands of people by punching Zod around the town, and he saves four people. Like, what the fuck? I, as I said, you know, they went all DBZ, but wait, actually, Goku makes it a point to lead his villains away from civil, civilization. Well, that's the other point. Like, Superman and, that, and, but... and Goku lives in a world where his answer to everything is, oh, we can wish them back with the Dragon Balls. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, Superman, and, like, everyone's like, well, Superman's <laughs> a greenhorn here. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, what if, like, a guy operating the a train who which has a bunch of chemicals on the back which actually that happened yesterday in Canada but anyway like uh he's a greenhorn and he wrecks the sh he wrecks the train and it kills a bunch of people do we give him a pass he probably shouldn't have been doing that probably shouldn't have been like bashing around the town uh just it it just bothers me because it's like everyone's giving like it a pass and i really honestly think it's like I gotta remember the old console wars and buyer's remorse. Well, the biggest thing they should have been having was instead of the Dragon Ball Z fight, was have like Superman trying to actively protect people, and he has yeah. to take hits or, or using doing it. his or using his smarts because like that's another thing that didn't really happen in this movie. Like there really wasn't any like clever things. The, the only thing, like, really approached it was the fact that without the masks, they get that full that that full super senses thing, and they yeah. are acclimated to it. And that would have been interesting until until Zod just like stared at his hands. Yeah, you yeah. know what I've been hearing yeah. a lot? People are saying, "Well, this is a new Superman reimagined for a new age, and you should just accept it." Well, you know what? I have just one thing to say to all you motherfuckers out there: these turtles 
are from an alien race. Yep. <laughs> there. Fuck you. The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast, recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. All right, so we're ready to talk about Pixar? Yeah. Yep. All right. Hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Tonight we are talking about Pixar Animation Studio. This is Joe's Ben, joined by my co-host, Phoebe's Mr. Neal. Someone's poison the water hole. And joining us is our favorite guest, Kitty Hawk. Woo! Okay, I think it's one of the green guys. And yeah. uh, like I said, tonight we are talking about Pixar Animation Studio. That uh, we will uh, we will definitely cover the history, the basic history, and uh, a very quick overview of their films and their fine tradition of 3D animation that doesn't look like a tech demo. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, they did have a tech demo in the beginning, though. <laughs> Yeah, but even that looked better than. Oh yeah, definitely looked better. Um, yeah, like Pixar. Little little known fact: Pix, one of Pixar's first uh, jobs was actually doing the uh, Genesis animation in Star Trek Two. Wow! One of yeah. Pixar's uh, first jobs was named Steve. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, actually, the um, the first owner of Pixar was uh, Lucas. Um, actually. Uh, yeah, Lucas actually started the studio because he was interested in 3D animation even far back in the 80s. And um, they actually did the animation for Star Trek II for the Genesis run, like basically when they were showing the what would happen if it would terraform and all, which was really impressive for the time. And um, Looked and, a lot better than the two lasers on opposite sides of the planet. Yes, it looked certainly much better than that. And... Oh, God, and not on opposite sides of the planet, on a kind of catty corner. Anyway, (laughs) let's get off of Man of Steel. But yeah, they did did that. And then after that, Lucas just couldn't find it. Like, 3D animation was really, really primitive, as we all know, in the 80s. And even though Pixar was producing, and they weren't Pixar at this point. They were graphics group. Yes, graphics group. Lucas just was too impatient. And he just didn't want to deal with it. And so he sold the division off. And what happened is, is Steve Jobs, who had recently been fired by the Pepsi guy from, uh, from Apple. Scully. His name is Scully. Yeah, his name is the Pepsi guy. And also his name Pep- is Scully, and he was a skeptic. Yes. Well, Scully also uh, sold Pepsi, which, by the way, they just found is carcin- carcinogenic. Yay! Pepsi is evil. But um, so the Pepsi guy uh, fires Jobs. And Jobs is like, okay, I'm going to look for something else to do. So he also, he founds Net. Well, Next happens soon after that, but he also buys Pixar. And they name it Pixar. They do some uh, some demos, like uh, the Bee demo was one of them. And, of course, the famous Luxo Light demo. And which... they poured, and the thing is, Jobs poured a lot of money into early Pixar 
with he with... poured a lot of money and they developed and the, the, the thing is is that jobs was like working with next and pixar he was working on similar things in that he was working on hardware basically pixar was creating animation hardware they would create the software and the hardware for you and they would do all the servicing for you so basically like the old sgi machines and their biggest customer became disney like Disney bought a whole bunch of the Pixar machines and the Pixar machines. I've actually seen one in the computer museum in Palo, like near Palo Alto. It's shaped like, it's shaped like a box. Oh, it is gorgeous. It is a gorgeous piece of machinery. Um, like that and the next machine are like some of the prettiest examples of like computing from that era. And even now I'd say they're, they give anything for run for their money. So Pixar got their start basically being, a hardware company and they did some animation but it wasn't till the 90s they actually did their own animation because they were like wait a minute we got to show off this hardware why because don't we make no one our else, own movies because no one else could use it right yet because well, basically... disney disney could like disney could use it but the issue was is that um it wasn't yeah it wasn't as shown like it wasn't as proven and there was also an issue of like there weren't as many customers back then if you keep that's, in mind that's... Like, it was Disney, and then, like, Don Bluth over at, like, was he at Universal or something at that yes, point? He yes, he yeah. was. But uh, the funny thing is, to go back to the origin, where he said that uh, George Lucas created uh, Pixar, mm. uh, or, or at least the parent co- uh, the original company. The original company. company, yeah. Yeah, the original company, Graphics Group. Yeah. I, 1979. I imagine this happened, like, right after he got, like, the... Uh, the first, the first, uh, the first bill for all those midgets and Ewok costumes. Like, I have to pay this much for midgets. Okay, we need to like make these guys computer generated next time we do this. Well, the thing is, is like in the late seventies, there were some amazing th- like uh, breakthroughs in three D animation. Um, like ray tracing, I believe, was like becoming a thing at that point. So I can see anyone at that point being excited about it. I mean, it was very, it was very early, and that was his problem. And if he had just stuck with it, he probably would have had some amazing 3D by the time the the prequels came about instead of that shitty-ass crap he ended up with. Um, That he kept continually replaced. Well, yeah. uh, But it's... And and Lassiter... Lassiter was part of this because... I think it was Lassiter. Um... He wanted to do 3D, 3D. I think it was Lasseter. Let me make sure of this because I don't want to like say John Lasseter, right? Yeah, it's John Lasseter, I believe. Stop. Um, when it was founded, basically, okay. So he was at Disney and he wanted to do 3D animation. Um, this was like very primitive, and and he really, really wanted to <coughs> to do this, and, but he couldn't convince anyone to do it. Because they were all old school guys from the old days. Some of these people were there from the Walt days. And um, they just were against this. They just threw him in a corner. They said, you'll never, you'll never become a real thing. Blah, blah, blah. So he just left in disgust. He just was like, fuck this shit. I ain't going to deal with these people like telling me that this isn't something that's going to happen or anything like that. And he went over to Pixar. And... It's basic. Okay, so basically, um, he went over to Pixar and he um, he started. He actually did the Luxo Junior demo. That's what it was. 
Lassiter is the reason that they started selling computers was because he said we have to have demos. And that's how the, the shorts started. So, and that's also the reason that when Lassiter got in charge of Disney Studios, when him and Jobs took over Disney, it does look like Disney bought Pixar, but that's the same way as Apple bought Next. Yeah. They actually just, the core got changed. And Lassiter called everybody into his office that day and fired them personally. He closed the sequel division. He f just tried to finish out all the sequels that they were obligated to do. In fact, they are, uh, I think Monsters University is the l last obligate sequel they have to do. Finding Dory. Finding Dory, that's it. Yeah, that's the last one. And, 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 because... and, to, and to be fair, to be fair, Monster University is like the best way they could possibly do it by saying we're not doing a sequel, doing we're doing a prequel. Except that, that way... like I haven't seen it, but it's it, awesome. it's it's Animal House as a Pixar movie. Okay, do they address the fact that when they grow up, all the skills that they're learning at that university are all going to be worthless? It's Animal House. I know. I'm just Pixar. I'm just I'm just pointing out that this is hilarious that they do a prequel and it's. Kidiog, it's true with real life too. Do you, do you think that? Do you think? I know, that, but I'm, I'm just when I went, out, to, when I went to when I went to college, they taught me Quark Express. I know, but I'm just pointing out that it's awfully funny that they wouldn't put a little line like, "and then everything we learned was worthless," because it really, yeah. honestly, is. I mean, I well, understand but, but, that it's supposed to be just Animal House, but it would be funny to put a line in there about like. It's but, it's like they trained for something they're not going to ever use, but, but like biggest, everyone else. <laughs> but the biggest thing Jake and Sully learned was to be friends. Oh well, yes, of course, and that's that's a good story. And I've heard it's a very cute movie. It's um, Animal House as a Pixar. Film. Yeah, it is. But I think I would have thrown in a little like little aside there that'd be nice for the little college grads out there, like. Ah, everything you learned is fucking worthless. You ain't getting a job. Mm -hmm. Well, at least they got the degree that got him a job for a couple of years. It's not like they got an English well, and they also or a philosophy and, and, degree. And unrealist and unrealistically, they transitioned into a new uh, a new industry and were able to all keep their jobs. But you know, that's just a cartoon. But I thought I would I would put in a little funny line about like, and then I got out of college and it was all worthless. Oh well. <laughs> it happens all the time. I know it happens all the time, but that's why it should be made fun of. Like, yeah. humor is based on reality. Reality, yeah. Yeah. But like, but like anyway, I said, back to back to Pixar. So yeah, um, yeah. So they just got their they got their start out as George Jobs paid five million dollars to George Lucas, and it was oh, and here's why. I just read this. It's because of Lucas's 1983 divorce and the sudden drop off in revenues from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Lots of people. Lots of people. I've actually talked to Pablo Prano, who is in the movie industry. Yeah. The changes, the re-edits in the first Star Wars film, A New Hope, were done specifically so he could get editor credits back because his wife did a lot of the major editing in that film. Yeah, I can I can see him doing that. He is a son of a bitch. Um, but yeah, um, but Pixar also did like commercials too. That's like another thing. Tropicana, Lifesavers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's amazing, like what they did. Like people think they just magically appeared, and like 
in like 1990 was it 1994 when toy story came out yeah it was about yeah 1995 and that's the thing like people think they just magically appeared in 1995 but they were doing all this other stuff before then like they were doing commercial work and that's usually what happens with a lot with like small companies people don't realize like in the beginning you'll do shit work and then you work up to being pixar well the the biggest the biggest problem though was you know steve jobs didn't believe in pixar until after people told him that Toy Story was going to be hit, because he didn't think Toy Story was no, going to be hit. No, that's that's not. He that's... was he, he was about to sell Pixar to to Microsoft. He had contemplated that, but it was it was basically what he was going to do was he was he waited until he saw what the test audiences and such like that, because what he was going to do is he was just going to unload the turkey on on Microsoft if it didn't work out, because Microsoft is stupid and buys. Uh, old dead technology or like turkeys all the time. And that really would have been a very intelligent move to do like, Oh yeah, this is totally worth it. Take it. Mm-hmm. It ain't broken. Woo. I'm out of here. Hey, let's be fair. They did not buy Yahoo. They tried. No, they backed out. Yeah, they tried. They tr- only backed out because it became diff- too difficult. And also the government was kind of like, Hmm. So, like, no. Microsoft tried to buy Yahoo, which was a really bad idea. Why Yahoo tried to stop it? Ugh. Anyway, but back to Pixar. But so, Jobs, so, actually, Jobs had a lot of confidence in it. He put so much money into it. The he did is, put a lot. He did sink a lot of his personal money into it. Yeah. And, 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 and instead of giving the charity, he gave the Pixar. <laughs> Which the why why is that bad? Why is it necessary? Like that's the thing I've always wondered. Why is it bad to give to? Why is it bad to put money into your business when honestly, you know, Gates gives a lot of money to charity, but he's not really changing anything. Is he changing governments? Because governments are honestly what matters. So charity is bullshit. You should change governments. But back to Pixar, <laughs> he had a lot of faith in it. I mean, more faith I would say than like. Lucas, who just sold it off to pay for his divorce, which, what the fuck? How much was your divorce, dude? Um, he tried to screw her bad. I know, I know. And that and that's why Lucas sucks. Um, he also sucks for other reasons. Uh, so, yeah, they did the, they did, Pixar was a big thing because when they basically decided to do Toy Story, they, they had signed with deal with Disney because, well, Disney was their biggest customer, so... Sure, why not? We sell you computers. We'll do a movie deal with you. Yeah, and uh, and that's when that's when Eisner like started to form the tendrils that started to like try to seep in and grab hold, and and Pixar yeah. fought for its life it while had, this parasite was connected to it. Well, that's because they had the power of Jobs behind them. Jobs is is the master of the. Uh, backwards merger. He is like the man who shows up and says, "Yeah, I'll let you fuck me in the ass," and then he fucks you in the ass. But um, it, it actually, it's actually, it was amazing for how many for for a decade how Disney was like this parasite that was trying to suck Pixar dry. Oh yeah, well and, because Disney by that point, like they had just like about that point they had just lost Katzenberg and like. Uh, that, that's dream, true. That's yeah. true. But they were in the middle of their second golden age in the nineties. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. They were, and this was this was about the time that Lion King came out. 
but what came out right after Lion King? Oh God, um, what what Neil? Uh, let's see, would it have been uh... Pocahontas? Pocahontas. Yes, yes, Pocahontas. Yeah. And how well did Pocahontas do? You see, the problem is, is that by 1994, Disney had pretty much burned through all its uh, talent. And the Disney Afternoon was now getting its ass kicked by things like the animated ser- Batman the Animated Series, the Fox Kids Block. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, by this point, Disney wasn't so big. It was big, and it was buying up newspapers, and it was buying up television stations. It was in media buying mode, but it didn't care about the properties it had at the time. So this Pixar thing was like a boon to them because, whoa, here's some creativity that we lost. So that's why they tried to get their tendrils in it, but fortunately they had the hatred of Lassiter and the tenacity of Jobs to keep that from happening. Because Lassiter just fucking hated everyone at Disney. Because it seemed, it seemed like any, any t- because it seemed like Pixar was like on 100% offensive, like 100% defensive mode the whole time. Shields were up the whole time. Oh yeah, because definitely. because because if they let if they if they like let off even the slightest, the fusion dance was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Like that's the that that was their problem. But they fortunately had some good guys at the helm who were able to dodge every single blow that Disney threw their way. And that's when, when the merger finally happened between Disney and Pixar, everyone thought, oh my god, there's the end. But they didn't realize it was a reverse merger, and Pixar got in charge of Disney. So, I mean, it ended up being okay. And, and I was worried about Pixar recently, but I think actually, I think things are going to get better. I think they've just finally gotten past their obligations of sequels. So I'm hoping that, like... This means that things are going to be a little better from here on out because. So, so let's talk about. Well, yeah. Let's, let's actually talk before, about. Yeah, we've talked enough about the biz, I guess. Neil, but Neil, go, Neil, Neil you got anything? Well, b- before you guys transition, uh, hmm. wasn't there like a couple months window in there where it seemed like Cars was going to be the very last Pixar film that they would do with Disney? Because I yes, thought that actually, they were actually going to leave, and then and okay. then somehow the merger suddenly happened. Well, what was going to happen was, is Jobs and Lasseter were basically playing a game with Disney, mm-hmm. where they were basically saying, oh, they did the same thing that Miyazaki did when Miyazaki found out that Disney wasn't going to release his films. He waited until the moment where the contract said, if they don't release a, a film by this point, you can get out of your contract. And they decided to go shop around. And that's when Disney said, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, you're the only part of us that's really actually profitable. Please come back. And that's why the reverse merger occurred. Mm. It's because Disney realized it needed Pixar to survive as far as like in the entertainment business. Now, keep in mind, this is actually before like even the Marvel merger or even the Lucas merger. This was like if if Pixar had left Disney, Disney really would have lost a lot at that point. So, yeah, cars think about they weren't ready to put all their chips down on Meet the Robinsons. Ooh. It, yeah. It, actually, if you look at it, Disney's history in the recent years was nothing but mergers, buyouts, and, and well, that's snatching up company. I, snatching up IP. I mean, there was the Muppets. Yeah, but that's any major company nowadays. Look at Time Warner. Time Warner is basically DC Entertainment, Warner Brothers. Uh, they have like TVs. AOL. Yeah, AOL. Well, no, not they don't have AOL anymore. That belongs Thank to Huffington God. Post now. Um, but if you look at any major corporation. 
they are Is Huffington Post machines. actually spend any money on that? Yes, they did. And what they got in return was they got Messenger um, and I think a lot of the video technology and the news uh, feed shit. So basically they were buying technology. Ah, okay. Uh, but yeah, mer honestly, seriously, dude, if you don't think like any corporation isn't involved in the little merger game, Microsoft, Apple... Everyone does it nowadays. That's how you actually get new technology now or any new IP is you merge. Because what happened is is uh, the creators got wise to the fact that these corporations are evil. And if you do work for them, they're just going to steal it from you. Like the creator of My Little Pony. Where is she now? She doesn't see any of that money. But, <clears throat> but if she had formed a corporation that had had My Little Pony and then she got bought by Hasbro, she would have seen a bigger payday. So that's why it's Merger Town. So back to the actual movies. Let's talk about Pixar's movies. The first real big movie, other than like their demos, their commercial work, mm. was was Toy Story. Was yeah. was Toy Story? Yeah, which was a big... yeah. Okay, uh, so yeah, Toy Story. I remember Toy Story because it was kind of this. It, it was it was kind of this weird feel for me as a kid. It was because weird. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what to think of it until I saw it. Okay. Does that make sense? No, no. I, I, I mean, like, it was... I remember when it came out, everyone was kind of skeptical. Like, they had just seen Jurassic Park, but they were still kind of... Like, Jurassic Park came out in, like, 1993, I believe. Mm -hmm. So we're pretty early on in the, in the CG, and everything else that had done CG around that time was, well, shitty as fuck. Yeah, you look at like, Reboot, yeah. and you're like, well, that's... That's okay, but it's not Re quite up to par. Reboot so looks reboot looks better than the new uh, than the new Batman. So I'll, yeah. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> reboot looked better than that than that Green Lantern series too. Yes, wow. well, same same animation studios that does those. So yeah, they suck. Well, well, well actually, what I said was uh, just a big brief segue to CG animation. The Justice League CG opening. Yeah. Looked about the same quality as the Green Lantern animated series, and Pro there's tip. like there, there's Pro like tip. a ten year gap. Pro tip: they haven't invested in their 3D animation since then. They really haven't. Like Warner Brothers has I, I know, one I know, of the worst CG. It has one of the worst CG departments in the industry. I know, but we're talking. Actually, that's not true. They did do Iron Giant, but uh, but well, anyway. But that, but that was that was I think. I'm saying the animation studio has like one of the worst. Like, yeah. not that I don't think they use the same engine. Like, there's different engine. Like, I know there's the the Harry Potter engine was used in a lot of Warner Brothers movies, and that's a terrible engine. Yeah, I think a lot of the yeah. plus, the, the thing with the Iron Giant is I think Brad Bird really cared. He put a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, I think that's. That. A, I think he I think did. Things, I know he did things with that movie that Warner Brothers really did not want to do. I yeah. know, but it, it, we're talking about the Green Lantern series w w had Bruce Timm's name on it, and yeah. I thought he I thought he cared. Yeah, well, Bruce Timm actually probably has no control is the issue. Whereas Brad, he's Bert, a figurehead this, now. Well, it probably is more like um, he's either been neutered or he is a figurehead. So yeah, yeah. He, basically, he's turned into the Reggie Fils-Aimé of, uh, of Warner Animation. He's he's Oof. basically a hand puppet for someone else now. <laughs> Yeah, that makes me sad. Yeah, yeah well, you know, but money, but back to nice. back to back to Toy Story. Um, but the Toy it's Story, it's actually a really it's actually a really sweet story, mm -hmm. and you have and you have some really good voice acting talent, 
And what I loved was the behind the scenes where they showed the, the reason why they went and asked Tom Hanks was because in the early test animations for Woody, they used an audio clip from from uh, wasn't it Turner and Hooch? Yes. Yep. And I can I can pretty much guess what scene it was. What is it where where the dog is slobbering slobbering on him? He's like, oh, you stupid dog. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and it's that kind of thing where where they really really where where the animators just having fun is is what really drive drove the project home. And uh, and Toy Story was really sentimental, sweet, almost met, metaphysical metafiction kind of thing going on at the same time about the importance of of being loved and and loving and friends yeah, yeah. And, and, and all that stuff and and some of the best quotable lines in animation uh, in the 90s were falling with style mm. yeah i'm actually reading up on like the the deal that made toy story and it's actually hilarious because basically they sent jobs into Disney and Jobs went directly to Katzenberg and said, we would like to do a movie with you. And Katzenberg said, we would love to do a movie with you. And that's how it began. Because Jobs, if he walked up to you, you would believe everything he said. It was like, they said These it was are not like, the droids you're looking for. Yeah, he had that power. Like, actually, the reason that AT&T gave them such a good deal on the first iPhone is Jobs got 30 minutes with the CEO of AT&T and the AT&T CEO walked out and said, this is the best deal I've ever made. And then he said, 30 minutes later, I said, oh, my God, I just turned over everything. Because Jobs could walk in someplace and just tell you, you're going to do this, and you would do it. And so when Katzenberg then tried to do damage control by, like, saying, oh, God, well, we get, proper, we get property rights and blah, blah, blah. We own the technology and blah, blah, blah. And Jobs kept saying, no, no, no. And finally they made a deal, but it was like at the last minute and Jobs was actually thinking about taking to Toy Story to somewhere else just because he was like, no, we're going to have a good deal. So Well, the, big, the biggest yeah. problem is they did give away some elements. Uh, the Toy Story characters oh, yeah. Definitely they gave, and yeah. Story <laughs> does belong to Disney. Mm -hmm. But the technology does not did not belong to Disney and that was the key thing. The thing was is that they didn't want to hand over to Disney all that hard work. And that was what mattered. And that was why it was good that they did this negotiation because it could have been that Pixar had just been totally eaten by Disney at the beginning. But if Jobs hadn't played hardball and said, I don't fucking care if, um, if I get a worse deal somewhere else, if you aren't going to, you know, if like as far as money, if you aren't going to give me what I want, I'm going to go somewhere else. And they got a good deal. And Toy Story happened. And it's, it's a great, it's, it was, it was so amazing watching that on the screen the first time. It was, and and part of it is is the whole is the whole technology won't let us do blank for now. So what's the best story we can tell without showing blank? And back faces. then, yeah, the, it the, was the, like big, the big problem was the big problem was te skin textures, faces. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they say everything looks like every plastic. Let's do a story about toys. Yes, and that makes sense. Like, hey, that's what we got. Let's go. And they could do text some primitive textures, which was impressive for the time. So, I mean, it. I loved that they took what they could and they made a really beautiful movie with it. Like, you don't really miss the fact that you don't see the humans all that much. Like, really, honestly, the little jackass kids—the only one you really ever see 
and they make they they purposefully animated him ugly so you didn't see so so you look yeah. more at his ugliness than imperfections in the exactly. face textures. Yeah, but they, uh, they characterized him. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was like they they had, Pixar was on a roll for a while. Bugs Life not quite as powerful as Toy Story, but it was still a fun story. Yeah. Still, still some good voice work. I like, I like, I like Bug Story. It's, it's a fun movie. It's, um, Bug's it, Life. Bug's Life, whatever. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's really pretty. And I actually, the outdoor scenes were pretty amazing for the time. Like, like seeing the trees and the textures. The water was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like water was really hard to do at that point, and that was just amazing water. And uh, of course, next in in the lineup was. Toy Story 2, the first Toy Story 2, which was originally going to be a direct to uh, a, a direct to video cell. Yep. Yeah. But uh, but when it became a feature film, Disney didn't want it to count towards its three film deal. <laughs> yep. And, and, and they were being real dicks about it too. It's I Disney. Mean, because because they're like, well now it's going to be in theaters and everything now. Disney it has to count to the three movies. Nope. But but it, we have like we got the real actors back and everything. We're we're, we're not asking some nope. <laughs> but but our computers we nope. <laughs> yep. And that, that was pretty much how it went. The the whole negotiations it was. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is is that Disney was like constantly attacking them, even though they were doing good work. And meanwhile, we had shit over at Disney like dinosaur. Oh which boy. Might, <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, Pixar is working on a movie called The Good Dinosaur, which I... (laughs) (laughs) The real Ghostbusters. Yeah, Yeah, I I, I actually love that (laughs) title because uh, it is, I I, I guarantee you, it is poking fun. And I've seen some initial, like, character designs, and the story is about what if dinosaurs didn't go extinct. And that actually sounds pretty cute and i actually think that's a really good kids film <coughs> we're back to dinosaur sorry <coughs> yeah well yeah well come on we can have some more dinosaur and human movies they're fun let's do it it's time for intermission boys and girls movie week in review is the geek cast radio network's weekly movie podcast steve and mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts they also bring in co-hosts at times if you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on geekcastradio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe talk meets sports talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right, and we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding, kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right, and we... Okay, seriously, this is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's on Joe Mind, every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good No. What about sports? That sounds good. Yeah, that's all right. Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terra the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. 
Tune in to TuneCast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find TuneCast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. And now, back to the show. So, uh, so Monsters, Inc., which we, by the way, were like praising the hell out of. Another yeah, great one. Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal, awesome in it. And, uh, you should just stick to being in movies. And... And Finding Nemo, again, a really fun story. Yep. My favorite, though. And Finding Nemo is, like, gorgeous. Like, here's the thing. Like, each Pixar movie, like, they're just showing off, like, the newest thing that they've got done. Like, like, with Monsters, Inc., the big thing was hair. Yeah. Yeah, so they're like, let's have some hairy characters. Yeah. And Finding Nemo was the ocean. Like, and and, oh, God. Oh man! Oh man! Man, you remember the 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 movie that DreamWorks released aside uh, Finding Nemo? Oh, do you it's remember? Worth... I don't remember. It had Will Smith in it. Oh, oh. Shark Tale! Oh my Shark God. Tale! Yeah, yes. it always seemed like like uh, DreamWorks was just a step behind. I mean, they they released. Didn't no, Ant- they're not. Oh, I think Ants st- came out before A Bug's Life, didn't it? But okay. still, it was. Here, here's the thing: they've all got spies in each other's companies, and they're all watching what each other's doing. So yeah. they all like. So what happens is, is they watch Pixar and then do what Pixar is doing. Why do you think the Croods had, features a big redheaded main character right after Brave came out? Well, that's why I call it Brave with Cavemen. Brave. Yeah, exactly. Brave. It's just Dream War. And what's hilarious is, is Katzenberg is the guy who brought in Di- Pixar to Disney. So and he's just aping. What Pixar is doing because he's like, I want that. <laughs> but but let's let's talk about The Incredibles, which which is, which should be called uh, the good version of the Fantastic Four. Yes, which yes. should be called which should be called Brad Bird Let Loose because it yeah. is entirely Brad Bird. Oh and God! Well, I love this while Kiyok put Monsters Inc. is Pixar perfected perfected Fur. hair yeah. hair. Uh, Finding yeah. Nemo, Pixar protect, perfected water. So in Incredibles, they perfected wet hair. Yeah. Yep. Well, and 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 also textures and like um like there were a lot more textures in the world. Uh, the lighting had been improved. Like this was like a movie, where, and also they were playing around a lot more with like two D sort of things. So yeah. I I really I really enjoy Incredibles. Is just. It is such a good movie. Like you can't like I can't. I'm trying to it's think my of favorite any, movie. Yeah, I can't think of anything like bad about that movie. It's yeah. one of my favorite movies, but uh, and, and Brad Bird. I mean, talk about Brad talk about people Bird. That, who talk about companies who, who seem to uh, appear out of nowhere and suddenly have good shit. Brad Bird is kind of like the 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 individual creator version of that. It's like you didn't really see where he came from. Although he was on the Simpsons, Simpsons. but it yeah. seemed like he he jumped from the family dog to the iron giant to the Incredibles. And now suddenly he's like one of the biggest directors ever. Well, I think it's just, where did this guy come from? Well, I think it's because he's just amazing. And like, he actually, he worked actually on the critic. Mm -hmm. He worked on King of the Hill. He was one of the animators on the Rugrats pilot. Um, Well, well, actually, he was, the thing is, is that he was every, the thing is, is that he was just everywhere. Yeah. What what, the, you do, what they don't want you to know is scientists in Orlando took DNA from Walt Disney, Chuck Jones, Tex and, Avery, and Tex Avery, and oh, created and that, this gestalt that is simply known as 
the Brad Bird. We also he's also co-wrote Batteries Not Included. Which like is I a said, really they, sweet, they... which is a really sweet movie. Yeah. Like it's a sweet movie, and like that's the thing. I think it's just that he was just involved in so many things. <laughs> See, now I'm, I'm picturing like like the the this this DNA experiment. This Brad Bird, he he mer- he rises off the table. And he's like, "Let everyone who opposes me die." This I command. <laughs> yeah, oh yes, yes, yes. We comb the tombs of the world's greatest animators. Yes. <laughs> Don't you think that? Come on, it, it has to be. How else could you explain this? Oh my God, he was on animal. He was on Animal Olympics. How else can you explain this? This animation god, Neil. Um, he's just really. He's got a really good eye. Like I think what it is is he's just got a really good eye. He's just really good at like the DNA of Walt Disney, Chuck Jones, <laughs> Tex Avery. Maybe a little bit of Hannah and Barbera just for spice. Let's let's throw Bob Clampett in there too. Yes, yeah. yes, and, uh, and and maybe see see what I picture is like the movie Twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get Brad Bird, who's like the Arnold Schwarzenegger twin, and then you get the, and then you get the, the lesser one. You get uh, Danny. I don't Vito. know who who's a who. Well, you're talking about Danny DeVito, but who who are you thinking? Anybody of? working at the in the 3D uh, division of Warner Brothers Animation? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, he's working on 1906 right now, which I don't know when that's going to get released. It was supposed to it was supposed to be released next year, I think, but I think it got. He's not working on it anymore. Well, let me tell you what happened with the Pixar here because Incredibles was so damn good. Uh-huh. I was like on this high for years. Oh, are you going to say Wally's not good? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, no. okay. I was, I was about and to then say. Cars came out. Cars, okay. Now, Cars is not terrible. I will. Imagine you just saw The Incredibles and then imagine you just saw Cars. Okay, yeah. Cars is not for you and me, but it is definitely for my little cousin, okay? When he was little and he, I think he was like, you know, four, three or four. He really liked that movie, okay? And it's not a bad movie for a kid to like. It's it's very cute. It's very, you know, you got to get back up and try. And and it's got some really great, beautiful scenery. Like, the, the, the backgrounds in that, in that movie are just fucking gorgeous. But, I mean, understand, it's not for you, it's not for me. It's for little kids. And so I defend it, and I say, it's a perfectly good movie. Now, that said, Plus, Cars 2 sucks all balls. Yeah. Plus, you also have to think and, of it in this terms, Ben. It's like it's like Pixar basically stripped out everything that they ever innovated in storytelling for Disney, and they still produced a better movie than what Disney was making. Exactly, yeah. Because, like, think about it. That hit made me not see Ratatouille, Tootie and oh. Ratatouille okay. theaters. Okay, okay, okay. Chicken Little was what came out at the same time. <laughs> and then meet the robinsons the next year and that was the year ratatouille came out yeah. i didn't go see the movies in the theater that year yeah, well <laughs> i saw the... now i saw ratatouille you know why because it why? came out the same day that the iphone came out and i said i was going to have an apple filled day so i went and bought i sat four hours in the rain to get my iphone and then activated it and then went to the theater. And while I was in the theater, I was like, holy shit, how the hell do I silence this? 
and they did the smartest thing ever. There's a switch for that on the side. And I remember weeping with joy because it was like, never again do I have to go through a menu to fucking silence my phone. And then I watched the movie and it was a very good movie, but, uh, I have to agree, like, I had a roommate who saw it also, and, like, I like the movie because I love cooking and all that, but he did point out a a very not-so-good point, which is that the female character, while shown as being, like, strong in the beginning, she sort of loses her strength as the movie, like, progresses. Yeah. I think part of it was they're trying to soften her. Yeah, and 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 that's just a really bad message in general because like the thing is is that her heart like they could have shown her like you know warming up to him but she just sort of became (laughs) limp and that just and i and i have to agree that that is the only flaw with the movie because otherwise i actually like it it's it's like not everybody can cook you know anybody can cook but not everybody can cook well you know it's 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 a good message and it's also like the oh if you work hard you can do it which kind of good message for kids the one I thing guess. that always kind of had me scratching my head when i watched that movie is that the very end the the ending is that uh he gets found out that there's a rat in the restaurant yeah. so the the health department shuts the restaurant down and then he goes out and opens a a new restaurant happy ending a movie over and i'm like wait what yeah well okay <laughs> like my my thinking on that is is that um if you really want to give it a a logical ending Restaurants get closed for that all the time, but yeah. like um, the 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 redheaded guy wasn't actually in charge. Like he was the son, but he wasn't in charge of the restaurant, so he could just say I wasn't involved in that shit. And like mm-hmm. they probably got help from the critic. It looks like the critic loves their restaurant, so I can imagine the critic saying, "Yeah, I can help you guys out a bit." You know, but also the other if you want to talk about realism, the thing that bothers me about that movie is at the end is he's only going to live two years. The little rat. (laughs) I know that's the thing. That was what got me because I can understand all that other like how they could get a restaurant because that's sort of like, yeah, there's some things. That happens all the time. Yeah. But like the little rat is only going to live a few years. Yeah, but that happens all the time with restaurants. Haven't yeah. you seen Ace Baking Company? Oh yes. Oh. Hey, if you can, yeah, if you yeah, can, yeah. if you can bribe, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Are you are you uh, saying that the cats are on that restaurant, Ben? Have yes. you seen that episode, Neil? I've seen that episode. And it's, the cats wow. run in the restaurant. So she yeah, speaks yeah, she does. Oh. Her cat oh. overlords command. Oh, did you read the contract she's making her new employees sign? That's actually it, as as okay. Now she put it in plain English, but usually um, when you sign, like the only part I could find that was like not like in cra- the crazy speak version of a normal contract was the you can't work for anyone else in the fifty mile radius of the store for one year. Now that's typical in like working in like the video game industry, but or or in tech. And yeah, that's what I'm saying, but not like but everything else I was kind of like, yeah, that shit's usually in like in your contract when you get any retail. Like don't take your phone out on the floor and shit like that. Like Yeah. Okay. The searching the bag, actually GameStop used to do that. Um we had to have our bags searched every night before we could leave. So, that's pretty standard. But back to uh, back to Pixar. Yeah, back to Pixar. Um, Wall Wall-E, which was the next one, 
is actually my favorite Pixar movie. Um, which, I, which is the finale chronologically of the Pixar time. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Come on. It's just a, it's a very cute movie and I actually love how they integrated the actual the re, you know real humans by saying that they evolved into these little blobby creatures. Like using humans to show the past was really really good. Like, I really love that. Especially like the scenes of like um by and large is the superstore. You got all you need and so much more. And it's all over. BNL's everywhere. And and also the CEO of BNL is like perfect. Yeah, well we gotta get off the rock and um yeah just stay away from Earth. Let's get the hell off this planet. <laughs> I I might I want to see that with my dad and he, he did not like that movie because it was he did not like the environmental message because you know you know, there ain't nothing wrong with what we're doing and shit like that. But, uh, but the thing is, is I really liked the message of the movie and I actually liked that it, it, it has a happy ending. I admit that like, maybe it's a little bit too, the only problem I have with that movie is the really sudden, like Wally loses his memories and then he gains his memories back. It's, it's kind of yeah. forced and quick. Kind of and, a Disney happy ending. Yeah. Kind of was. <laughs> But it, it, I, I'm okay with that. It's just it, it happened so quickly that it was just sort of, ah, uh, come on, you could have like not done this like so suddenly. This is sort of bumming me out here. This is the end. Uh, so that's the only irritation I have with the whole movie. Other than that, I love the movie. It's it's a wonderful, cute movie, and Eve and Wally are so cute together. And, so and what it was about... like it was like the whole the whole premise of the movie was uh, someone at Pixar saying, hey. Can we do a story where there's almost no dialogue? I know, and it's so beautiful. And the little it's robots all are pan- talking to all, each other. Oh. It's all pantomiming. Yeah, yeah. they they must you, have been studying like uh like Chuck Jones. Oh Charlie Chaplin and yeah, like well, old and Chuck also Jones chi- cartoons. Well, well and also children. Like children yeah. before they get language is, is also because like, you know, my my husband used to work with robots and robots right now are kind of like toddlers in the way that they act, like, you know, teaching them how to walk, how teaching them how to respond. Fall down stores, fall down stairs in front of crowds during a demo. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll work. Or, uh, <laughs> or accidentally start shooting all the other tanks because you didn't teach it that it's supposed to go after a certain target. You taught it that it's supposed to fire whenever it's cloudy. Yeah. That or, or, uh, or don't teach it to recognize when you put a gun down. Yeah, and... <laughs> or 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 it only recognizes. Oh, I I, only... I loved how Neil got that reference. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Or or it only recognizes it only recognizes <laughs> if it will only shoot you if you're not the CEO. You're fired. Yeah, Thank you. I love that movie. But, yeah. Uh, speaking yeah, but... speaking of ruins, Detroit. Yeah. Well. Um, well, you know what the. Just a very brief segue while we're, on, while we're on there. Everyone called him Admiral Robot Cop on the whole internet. No one called him Peter Weller. He was Admiral Robot Cop. Robocop. Robocop. Yeah, Robocop. Admiral, Admiral Robocop to everyone. I know. Well, because, like, everyone was. Well, because, like, we don't know who the fuck it is. And the movie was so confusing. You had to start coming up with names for people because you're like, who is this? 
It's Admiral Robocop. It's Admiral but, Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> what I love is is all we know of him was like just the bottom of his face and his chin for like except for the like the last thirty minutes of that movie. Yeah. And, but we all know just just the bottom chin I know. that we recognized him as Admiral Robocop. Well, like, he does he does take off his mask a couple times, and at the end, he, I think he loses his mask. So you can see his eyes. So he that, is, that, That's yeah. true, but that's only like 30 minutes. But, but I'm just saying that like that is one of the more memorable parts of the movie because that's basically the end where, you know, you're fired and the guy gets blown. Thank uh, you. Yes, thank you. But yeah, um, but Wally is actually one of my favorites. It has a wonderful message. The um, people who say, oh, the environmental message, blah, 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 shut the fuck up, global warming is real. And this movie is sort of talking about how, so what are we going to do if we fuck this place up? Are we going to get on ships and leave? Nope, we can't do that. So it's a, so, it, yeah. So it's a cute, it's a cute movie with a good message. So Toy Story 3, the oh, finale of the, of the saga. Oh, we're not even two Toy Story three, man. We're we're yeah. still in. We're we got to do Up first. Oh, we I forgot Up. Which is yeah. Steve up Jobs? Is which is Steve Jobs' favorite movie? Really? Yeah, he is this his favorite movie, and I can pretty much tell you why. About this time, he had he had pancreatic cancer, and I think it was just sort of this feeling of like maybe I didn't get to do everything I wanted to do. I mean, he did die pretty early, and and it, it, it's it's a it's a very sweet movie. It's, um, you know, this old man basically decides that, yeah, we didn't, he didn't get to do the big world trip with his wife. So fuck it. I'll do it myself. You know what? It's a, it's better. It's a, it's a better favorite movie than another, than another, uh, billionaire that died mm-hmm. that, that finance movies. Who? Um, uh, it's, uh, it's Howard Hughes spent the last years of his life oh. locked in a penthouse watching the Conquerors in a loop. I knew a person who was obsessed with uh with what was that movie called? Heavenly Creatures. So, you know, uh you know, people find weird things to but, like. No, but, no, he he financed the Conquerors. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying Howard like, Hughes but, did. but in the same but in the same deal, like uh okay, if that's what you what you wanted, well jobs wanted up. So, yeah. yay! And Up is another is another movie of Pixar's where, uh, at least in the beginning, when you had they showed that again, you can you can tell a story without any dialogue. Yep. That, they that sure, whole love sure story. The, they, the 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 couple met, and the the woman I forget the female character's name, but she gets sick and dies, and people were bawling their eyes out there like they didn't even talk, and that was so beautiful. Yep. And it, it's just, you know, and it's a very sweet movie, and I can see why it was it was Jobs' favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it's very sweet, but it, it's not one of my favorite of the Pixar movies. I yeah. admit it's 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 very sweet, but it's just eh, not my not my taste. But it's a good movie, and I recommend anyone see it. And it's very good for mm-hmm. kids. So yay! But yes, now we can get to Toy Story three. The finale of the uh, Toy Story saga. The end, as as Hangover Three is being called. I'm, go I'm really not. I'm, I'm really not sure how I feel about Toy Story Three. I I like it, but at the same time, it, it just seems a little. Now, like... it, it has to, it has a slightly downer ending, but I understand why it has to. Yeah. 
I I think like my thing is is like, and I have to admit that I when I watched this, I wasn't paying much attention because I was watching it like at home, and so and that's that right there. I think basically um, sums up Toy Story three for me, which is why are we doing this? Like I I contract. I know, and that's the thing. Like this is it's. It's a it's an it's a good movie. It's it's not like it's a bad movie. Like I'm not gonna say, oh, it's terrible, blah blah blah. It's just that I'm at this point I'm kinda like I'm tired of this. I'm tired of seeing these characters and it's a fitting end it's a fitting end to the mm-hmm. series. I mean, if this is the end, this is a fitting series because Woody is an older toy who is passed on to Andy, who is then passed on to you know, uh, to Bonnie. So, you know, That's it's right, nice. Because, uh, w- one of the, uh, one of the little, uh, side notes about Woody is that he's, he's an older toy in, evident by the fact that he lost his pistol. It's yeah. Like the, the, that's like the one thing that they, they never had to address in the movie. It's like, okay, he's a sheriff. Where's his gun? Well, he lost the gun. He's a toy. He, you know, yeah. And also, and, and in the second one, they talk about like, he finds the horse and, uh, and the cowgirl, yeah. Who were part of the original set from the 1950s? Yeah. So it's a very nice, it's a very nice movie. Um, like I said, my it, there's really, I wouldn't say there's any flaws. It's really good. Um, it's just the only flaw is that I'm tired of these characters. I really want to move on, and I'm very happy that they're not going to be doing sequels anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well. Then we have. We're going to skip Cars Two because we already talked about that. Well, car, car, we'll, we'll say one more thing about Cars Two. Cars 2 was a huge money grab. If you'd seen all the commercials on TV with uh, Larry the Cable Guy, you know, playing the little junker, um, man, it was like a blitz of commercials. You could tell from the beginning that this was not going to be a good movie based on the sheer amount of advertisement. Like, not for the movie, but around the movie. Like, I think even I, I think even a car insurance company got yeah, in that's it. that's the one I am particularly thinking of in I think it was like Progressive I think did it oh jeez or and, or Allstate one of them one of the big ones uh, I think it was Carter. Allstate because Progressive yeah. did commercials with Sonic yeah that's well, right they, they would have right. used uh, what's her name Flo yeah a Flo yeah. car oh, oh God no oh, I, God. I, I I'm just fi- trying to picture how this movie got made it's just like. Someone at Pixar uh, was like, "Oh, we'll we'll just throw this to our C team," and and they look around. They're like, "Wait, do we have a C team? Hire one." Okay. okay. You, you know, you know, Progressive actually uh, shelved one commercial series with Flo, right? Really? No, I don't. Really? Yeah, because it was going to introduce her nephew. Oh. Oh boy. Never bring in children. <laughs> but uh, oh, but man. that's not oh. why Kenny Hawk. That's not why Kenny Hawk. Uh, no, but I, that would have been hilarious. Never bring in children. Uh. Because he would have to introduce her. Uh, no. <laughs> now I get it. Okay. You fucker. Um, now I'm reading, actually, the reason I'm a little slow is I'm reading that Cars 2 was actually pushed up. It was supposed to come out in 2012. There's another bad sign. Yeah, so Cars 2 was just basically money, 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 money. And my little cousin hated that movie, by the way. He loves car. He loved the original Cars. I asked him, did you see Cars 2? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, how'd you like it? He was like, he didn't talk. 
He didn't want to he talk would, about it. To be fair, he was five years older at that point. Yeah. No, because he still loved cars. That's the issue. Like, he loves, still loves cars. He loves that movie. It's like one of his favorite movies. It's just, he just didn't want to talk about cars, too. <laughs> that did not happen. Yeah. But he, let, let's, yeah. It's like, it's like about... people I know that saw Monsters, Inc. when they were kids, and now they're seeing Monsters University, and they're like, oh, it's so great! And... No, I do not know anyone who said Cars 2 was good. But anyway, back on to the... What? Possibly Blanchard. Oh. (laughs) Oh, Neil, you're getting some fights in too, aren't you? (laughs) Meow. (laughs) But... uh, The next one is Brave. Yes. Brave's commercials were very vague and... Which which actually surprised me because because what Disney loved to do when advertising is like give you most of the movie like in the first commercial. Yeah. So it was very strange that I I had no idea. Well, I that... think they just didn't want to give away the bear thing, like the bear transformation, like that the mother would turn into a bear. I think that's what they were trying to they were trying to skirt around because like a lot of the movie involves that. Um. And Brave is a, okay, Brave is like, I'm trying to like formulate how I want to say this because it's okay, but it's not really memorable. Like, I mean, there's some memorable scenes, but it's just like, I'm like having to now try to remember the plot and like the witch, the witch is the only part that I really actually liked of the whole movie, the whole scene in the witch's hut. Because it's so Miyazaki, it hurts. Like, you can see that witch in a Miyazaki movie. <laughs> and But the rest of the movie is just sort of... I mean, there's a good message and that you should become what you want, but it just feels sort of out of place because we're in, like, ancient Hibernia or something. Medieval Scotland. Yeah, Hibernia or something like that. Like, it just It's just such a... I don't know. It just sort of was boring at parts too, and I and I felt bad for little girls, and I felt bad for little boys because it really wasn't like I don't know if it was really for anyone. That's the issue. Because like the bear fight at the end is what you what you were hoping for, and damn, it delivered on a bear fight, which it was a really impressive bear fight. But the rest of the movie, I I don't think I could sit through that movie again. Like, That's fair. Yeah, that, well, that I mean, is, it's, that is it's a. Just, it's a it, because it's it, it feels like the thing is is that it's slow it feels lifeless like there's points at which you're like why isn't anything moving and it's i i just i just i like it i'll watch it it's just no it's not one of their better movies unfortunately it just kind of doesn't like instill me with like yeah that's pixar it feels more disney you know what I'm th- what I'm saying here. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. I got I got it. But uh, but always, like I said, uh, I would always watch Pixar. Oh yeah, no ma- definitely. Be- be- because we're we're at the end now because none of us have seen Monster University yet. No. I um, am going to go see that. I just have not. And I will say that like people I trust their opinion uh, have said that they liked it, and so I'm probably going to go see it. But I will say that. They should have had they should have had a line in there about but unfortunately everything we learned was for naught, lol. <laughs> so so here's here's uh 
does Wreck-It Ralph count as I can't believe it's not Pixar, or is uh, it pretty no, obvious that, it's? It's pretty obvious it's not. Because it, so so what's the story behind this? Because obviously they are using Pixar technology, but uh, Wreck-It Ralph is basic. Okay, so. Disney does use like the Pixar machines and such, but it's a total like their 3D division is a totally different 3D division. Yeah. Um, it still looks better. Th- it still looks better than DreamWorks. Well, yeah, that's because like I think there is a little bit of cross cross play between the Disney and Pixar animators, but I can't be a hundred percent on that. But I would imagine there would be. But Wreck It Wreck It Ralph is just sort of a confusing movie for me because it's just like. The message is just so weird, and then on top of that, it's like, ooh, look at all the references. So I didn't particularly have fun with that movie. But getting back to Pixar, we didn't talk about all the short the shorts that they've done over the years. Which oh yeah, there's so many, and like um, and they did some that were like related to the features, like um, Your Friend the Rat is one for Ratatouille that, that was really cute. And Bernie is one of my favorite because it's about the little welding robot trying to get back into the ship after Wally keeps keeping him from getting in. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's all the cute little original ones like Gar- Jerry's Game, which is adorable, the little old man playing the the game against each himself. Um, my favorite is actually La Luna, which is... Um, the one that came with, I think it came with Cars 2, unfortunately. And this is why I, I think I saw it because they put it online. I was like, thank God, I don't have to go see that. And La Luna is so beautiful. It's like um, they go up to the moon and they collect stars. They're kicking the stars around and cleaning it. And it's just such a sweet movie of like three generations, you know, doing the same thing. And it's just, it's just a magical little Sure, I just love that one. Um, but all of them have been so good, the little shorts. And it's actually inspired Disney to do stuff like that, like um, with Paper Man and such things like that. So I'm glad that they continue this tradition of doing the shorts, you know, even ones that aren't. Yes, the famous Pixar and DreamWorks meme where it's like Pixar is describing all these beautiful, wonderful stories, and then DreamWorks is like, uh, talking animals, and they make this face. <laughs> the goofy face. Which, by the way, by the way, is a default face in the Pix- in the DreamWorks um, engine, by the way, in their, in their animation tools. <laughs> yeah. Face. Yeah, it's the face. Because I think it has to do with, like, one of the animators... Which is also in the in that CG version of Lost Cities of Gold. Yeah, that, that... the DreamWorks face is in that. Oh, yeah, no. you, I... you're the one who told me that, Neil. I did. Yes, oh. but that but but DreamWorks. Speaking, okay, so we have to talk a little bit about DreamWorks because they have been pick, considered Pixar's rival. I think I, I consider them frenemies. I would consider well, uh, DreamWorks uh, does use. Um, uh, like, like, their problem is, is that they just they want to just try to make money. I think. I think DreamWorks only had one really good shot. Which one was that? Shrek. And see, I didn't like. Like, my thing is, is that while I recognize that Shrek is 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 very well done, like in that it's not boring, the plot moves along, the animation is really good. I don't 
really like it. It's not like something they I had a, they had a they had a pro wrestling scene where they used a chair. No, like I recognize it's a good movie. It's just something I'm not going to seek out. It's like one of those like nah, it's just not for me. And it might. Have I, been, I mean, yeah. I mean, how, how many people like were like, yeah, use the chair. Yeah, I mean, the, it, okay. Like I said, I can I can defend it. I can say that it's a good movie. It's just not my thing. It's like I can defend things, but not particularly like want to go do it. You know, like or watch it or whatever. But that is really honestly, I would say you're right because like DreamWorks' first animated feature. Do you know what that was? Do you remember? Uh, ants. Oh, uh, no. no, no, it was no. before that. It was uh, no, it was traditionally animated. It. Yes, it was. And it, what was it? Was it Spirit? No, it was Prince of Egypt. No, That's no, right. Ants predates it by two months. Okay, but but honestly, they worked on Prince of Egypt first. And the thing is, that, is that the Prince of e- like that right there really should show you like like that was the direction they're going. They're going to do this, like... They're doing Christian films? Like, like, let's see, maybe it was, what was it? Okay, so DreamWorks Animation, blah, blah, blah. Ants was first. Yeah, Ants Ants, Ants was first by two months, but Prince of Egypt was in the pipe first. And that was what you were... Prince of Egypt took more time. Yeah, that's what you're leading with? Like, Prince of Persia? I mean, not Prince of Persia, Prince of Egypt, that's what you lead with? And then your other thing you lead with is a clone. Well, I mean, it's not exactly a clone because Ants is like a little different than Bugs Life, but it might as well. It's it's sort of aping. So like DreamWorks, unfortunately, their problem has always been that they really I don't think they have a direction. They didn't have an identity because the, their, if you look at their first four films, you have two traditional animations. Mm. Prince of Egypt, Road to El Dorado, that which shared the same animation Which director. Road to El Dorado is like, it has like this weird cult following. And like, I kind of understand and it's partly... It, like, is, uh, it is technically well animated, but that's all I can Well, it, it. and I know why it's got a cult following. It's because in the original drafts of the script, the two main characters were gay for each other. And uh, that's... Wow. That got kind of that got washed out, and there's little bits of that. The left navigator in, there. in Star Trek: First Contact, Lieutenant Hawk was yeah. supposed to be gay, but they yeah. that's not in the actual I film, know, so that but, does not count for anything. But there's a lot of gay shit left in the movie that is like leftover from the drafts that had that in there, so that's why it's got a, got a bit of a cult following, I would say. Also, there are lots of meme-tastic faces, like that one where he's strumming the guitar. And it's also, actually a lute, but... Uh, well, lute, whatever. And there's also the blowjob scene, so, yeah. But, uh, but anyways, if you look at the first film, you have Ants, you have two traditional animations, and Chicken Run. And Chicken Run's you, okay. Chicken yeah. Run but is, the thing is, yeah. Chicken, Run, Chicken Run is aping off the Wallace and Gromit style. No, it no, is no, Wallace and Gromit. No, it is, it's it Aardman. is Aardman. It's Aardman, dude. Aping. That's that's like saying Super Mario Two is a ripoff, you know, when Nintendo was the one who made it. Yeah, like, and it was Miyamoto too to to uh, to top it all off. Yeah, um, no, um, Chicken Run was Ardman, and they had partnered with DreamWorks, and it was still this was back when they were still doing the traditional clay animation. So, and that's a good movie, like, but it's not DreamWorks. Well, like it's I said, hard. if you look at their first four films, you'll you see a studio that has an identity crisis. They don't know who they are yet. Oh my yeah. god, I'd forgotten about Father of the Pride. Father of the Pride. 
I have not. I don't TV even... animation. I watched all of it. I watched every single episode of that. Father um, of the Pride. Yes, it, it was about. Okay, so basically, it was about uh, Siegfried and Roy's uh, lions and tigers, and they can walk around and talk. And and it was 3D animated. It was actually delayed because of the accident that occurred in the show where Roy got you know. Yeah, I was going to say, which, which episode was that in? <laughs> yeah, they actually continued the show, and it was, it was wretched. It was like the worst thing, one of the worst things I've ever watched. Um, so many gay jokes, and so, it was just not funny at all. I can't, and wait, 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 wait a minute, they're listing. Not gay jokes about Secret and Roy, though, that's the thing. It was all the animals. It was just fucking... This was just a terrible... Ash. If you want to watch something really terrible, watch Father of the Pride. It is horror... The animation is bad, too. It's just... But you can tell, like, a lot of the characters... I think a lot of the character designs from it were used in Madagascar. So, oh. there you go. You like to move it, move it? <sighs> oh, those animals are fucking funny! Rumsfeld! Ugh. I hate, and then oh yeah, Toonsylvania. I remember that. So so I'm looking at so we, we like I said like I said they they if you look at this, you know, DreamWorks didn't get its own identity until Shrek two because they still were dipping back into traditional animation trying to figure out what they were doing. Well, no, 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 no. That, that's that's unfair because at that point, 3D animation was still kind of not as big it was still very expensive and and also disney was still doing traditional animation at this point so it's and also katzenberg was a traditional traditional 2d animation guy so you can't say that like doing the traditional 2d is a bad thing I, I love traditional yeah. 2d but what i'm saying is is as a studio dreamworks was still having an identity crisis no their identity crisis came from they thought, well, we have Geffen, Katzenberg, and Spielberg. What could go wrong? Well, what could go wrong is is that all three of you are prima donnas, and that you and can't get sell by dates. Yeah, and you also can't fucking make any deals with anyone because you don't have enough power to do so. And did I mention you guys are prima donnas? I mean, Geffen didn't really do anything, and. <laughs> And Spielberg went off to do things with other studios. It's just, it was, it was a, what it was is, is it was three guys who were big in the industry who thought if we get together, we could create a super group and we could just own everything. And the problem was, is that the studios had it out for them. And frankly, they just didn't hire the right talent. They, they, for some reason thought we could do it ourselves. Now, I will admit that, like, they they have had some, like, I did like Megamind, and I did, and um, How to Train Your Dragon is an okay movie. Um, but that's it. That's really all I can point to. Like, Megamind is really the only one I can point to that I actually like. And I was thinking Despicable Me was them, but um, no, it's not them. So, man... <laughs> You guys suck. So t let's wrap up this episode of uh, Pixar. Yeah. We, yeah, we love but, we, we overall love Pixar. 
Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, is that I'm not going to completely trash DreamWorks because they have, like I said, they've actually been trying a little harder lately with the Train Your Own Dragon and such like that. But Pixar is definitely superior. And also, Lasseter has the most beautiful Hawaiian shirts I've ever seen. <laughs> Circus Afro? Go no, no, go to YouTube and search for John Lasseter ha, ha, Hawaiian shirts, and he's going through his closet showing you all his shirts, and he has, like, one for every occasion. And he even has, like, Disney-themed and Pixar-themed. It's awesome. All right, so... This is our special on uh, Pixar. Uh, this is your host, Ben. With TV's Mr. Neal. And Kitty Hawk of Sparkling Generation, Valkyrie Yuki, SGUY.com. Sexy fun. You'll love it. And we're saying goodnight. With Franz Yay! like you, who needs anemones? No. <laughs> According to my Nava computer, the... Shut up! Just shut up, you idiot! Sheriff, this is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic! I'm lost. Andy is gone. They're going to move from their house in two days and it's all your fault. My, my fault? If you hadn't pushed me out of the window in the first place. Oh, yeah. Well, if you hadn't shown up your stupid little cardboard spaceship and taken away everything that was important to me. Don't talk to me about importance. Because of you, the security of this entire universe is in jeopardy. What? What are you talking about? Right now, poised at the edge of the galaxy, Emperor Zerg has been secretly building a weapon with the destructive capacity to annihilate an entire planet. I alone have information that reveals this weapon's only weakness. And you, my friend, are responsible for delaying my rendezvous with Star Command! You are a toy! You weren't the real Buzz Lightyear, you're, you're, a, you're an action figure! You are a child's plaything! You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. So I had lunch today with Thomas Revore. First time I met oh, him. Oh man! First, first time I met him in person. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, he had Ian Sampson with him, and the third guy that that's uh, I, that they only introduced is E, who is also working on then nine ten CMX. So mm-hmm. we all had a very nice brunch. Ooh, what'd y'all have? Uh, well, I had eggs Benedict. Tom had a classic club. Ah, uh, okay. So it just went out to like a just a cafe and all. Yeah, it was a cafe near where I used to work in when I worked at GameStop Corporate called the Snooty Pig. It I is heard of that. It <laughs> is it is a brunch place primarily. Yeah. Yes. That. Oh, uh, cool. That uh, I enjoyed their eggs Benedict before, so I had it again. All right, and so y'all have a so y'all had a good time. That's awesome. So they were just on their way back from the convention. No, they are going to go to a convention. Ian oh, is... that's right. That's right. I, they're going... To San Diego. What? Yeah, that's right. That's right. They're on the road to San Diego. So, yeah, uh, so, so, like... so Tom and Ian are going to do some musical numbers and some hijinks. <laughs> and... and blow up a, a plane on the side of a mountain. Yeah. I. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, we had a very nice brunch. And, we, and Ian wanted to try out my Surface Pro, which I let him. He hmm. drew uh, he drew Mega Girl, which is like Mega Man but a girl. Uh, okay. Do you want so to like see it? So like roll. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. All right, let me see if I can find it. Let's see here, because I because basically actually he drew like ten things, and every time he just he didn't want to save any of them, and the mm. last one he just sort of left on and didn't really have a chance to delete. 
So he was just he was just playing around. Yeah, but he really liked it. He said that he liked the responsiveness. He liked the fact that there was no lag, and actually, hmm. he he got he was better with it than I am. Well, uh, what kind of tablet does he have currently? Uh, he has something that's like a bamboo, but like the previous generation, whatever that is. Oh, the Graphire. Yeah, um, I had that. That was actually the first the first one I ever had was the Graphire. I like the stick figure legs at the bottom. Yeah, because he ran out of time. Oh. Because what happened was, oh, Ian, we gotta go, we gotta go, because we gotta go to Grapevine Mills, and he's like, okay, dun, 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 okay, I'm done. Yeah, it's basically a, ba and the thing is, is that it's basically a bamboo inside the Surface Pro, and the bamboo is much better than the Graphire ever was. Like, Graphire, like, you can tell a jump in my art when I jumped from the Graphire to the Intuos. And that's about, I would say, the same kind of jump you get Yeah. going into us. I mean, it's Graphire to Bamboo. Like I said, I just thought it was, you know, it's just, here, here it is, he's never used it before, and boom, in like an hour, he did this. Well, tablets are awesome. I mean, I try to, um, I've been like trying to tell people to use tablets, and I get these people who are like, you know, they're in the ink, and I understand that. You know, I was one that's of them. what you like. Yeah, I know. If you like ink, that's fine. But I'm just like, but you're going to, like, scan it in and fix it on the computer yeah. in the end. So why add another step? Actually, what's really, really funny was uh, he was using my inking brush that I, I created. And oh, he was, oh, he, oh, you like uh, tweaked and all? Yeah, I tweaked out an inking brush <coughs> just for myself, and he said, hey, can I try out your inking brush? I said, sure, and he used it for this, and he was like, wow, this is like the best inking brush I've ever used digitally because it has like a real organic feel to it. It's like has these imperfections and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, that's how I programmed it. And that's the thing. Like, I keep trying to tell, like, people who use traditional media, they were like, there's nothing like the feel of a brush and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... Okay, you know what? I can tweak shit on the computer to the point where it feels right. Why? Why do you not think that? But, but uh, Neil, what do, what do you think? What, how would you rate this? At least the without the legs. <laughs> it's pretty good. No, I well, have I mean, to ignore the legs. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you could tell where he started rushing. It's like oh, arm cannon legs. <laughs> Because actually he was asking us which arm is the is the Buster on, and I had to think back to Mega Man X in the in the first running scene in, in on the highway. I'm like left, and then we were talking about how Link is also left-handed, except on the Wii. Yeah, those those old uh, SNES games, they just flip the the sprite, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Flipping sprites that always yeah. bothered me, especially it, like if a. Except for Metroid, what? Metroid, Super Metroid, at least had uh, had the sprite where it was like unique. No matter, it was unique depending on which way you were facing. Ooh. Yeah, well, um, I think Gunpei Yokoi was like really obsessive about that. Yeah. Whereas Miyamoto, when when asked like, why does Link's shield shift, and he said, oh, he always wants to keep it towards Death Mountain. Yeah, I was like that. Okay. No prize answer. Thank you. That's not a good explanation. Yeah, I understand that you were trying to like be lazy. But that's why well, you Actually, we were talking about that, and we were talking about how the the port, you know, for for uh, Twilight Princess, is 
a complete game mirror flip of the GameCube version. <laughs> I know, I know. Versus just flipping the sprite. And, and we were talking about that at, at, at brunch, and we were like, why couldn't they just flip the sprite is, is what is what uh, Tom uh, asked. Because, and we were... <laughs> because it was actually easier program programming-wise to just flip it. Flip um, the so. whole damn game. <laughs> yeah, that's actually easier, because they would have had to go back, and there's a lot of things that would have had to be changed, and it was just like, Nah, let's just flip the whole goddamn thing. That's easier. <laughs> and and I almost bought the GameCube version just so that I could have, like... Left-handed Link? Yeah, well, no, just so I could have the two next to each other, just like, you know, left hand, right hand. But <laughs> I didn't, because I was like, I don't want to spend $60. Uh. Like I said, like I said, I had lots of fun with, with Thomas Revore, Ian Yay. Sampson, and uh, E... E, the mysterious E, Mister yes. E. Yeah. <laughs> so in Kiyok's chat room, we have more people trying to figure out which anime I've seen, uh, and also in the comments, one person suggested it's Phoenix Two Seven Seven Two, or Galaxy Express Ninety Nine. It probably is uh, the Phoenix one. Now that I think about it. If it has a short-haired girl, I think that. Let me see. I think her hair was short, and the and I, and I remember she was blonde, but she was an android. Neil. Okay. okay. Phoenix two seven seven two. Did you see the art from it? Did it's he show you it's that it's that right era of art. I, I I'm not going to put down a definite yes. It's that art because was there was there ever any firebirds in it or any kind all of I movie? know is the scene in the space station. Okay, okay. What was the space? What did the space station look like, like visually? It was like a beige's pink background with that anime's space animes at that time had uh, like circles on the floor, like. Like that, that I think that is Phoenix uh, 2772. I think it is. Very, very vague details. <laughs> I, I am think it, good at I that. Think, I think it is, and it would make sense because the time, because if it isn't Galaxy, Galaxy Express, it, it's probably this one, which is awesome because um, Phoenix 772 is like, really, is like part of Tezuka's Phoenix saga, and it's I, I really love that series. Um, if you have not read Phoenix, read Phoenix. It's it's just beautiful. It's too bad he didn't finish it. What what do you th what do you think, Neil? I don't know. I haven't really seen it. Neil? There's a naked baby. Neil, Neil? we've lost I, him. I said I hadn't really seen it. Okay. So I don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, there's a naked baby, so it was one Man of Steel. How else do you think they got the Catholic Church to uh... pay? <laughs> <laughs> Well, they also. He'll you know, cut that they, out, by the way. Oh, you are such a plus. Come on, you gotta, you <laughs> dude, you gotta, you gotta eventually take a stand. The Catholics don't fight back. I used to say stuff about the Catholics all the time on my blog. They don't dude, do anything. Dude, Catholics, the Catholics are more worried about like the fact that they have empty pews than anything else. Okay. They care more about where you stick your wiener than what you say about them. Less so, actually. Now that they don't have as many people in the pews, they're like. Can we have some people, please? Because I remember when I was up north a couple of years ago, there were just signs everywhere saying, come back, come back. Have you never come? You should come to the church. It's awesome. We allow red meat on Wednesdays again. Uh, it was like, and, and it was like a happy priest trying to bring in the flock. And they had, they actually had pictures of a happy Jesus trying to welcome people back. I was like, just use Buddy Christ. 
Come on, you'd actually get a lot more if you just used Buddy Christ. But, eh. Oh yeah, the Tezuka furry series. Yeah, we, we, we know some furries. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, I just found the uh, Fu Moon, I think it's called. No, Boggy, the uh, the monster of, monster of Mighty Nature, which is the Tezuka furry story. Mm. I got to that because of because of phoenix <laughs> dang you wikipedia <laughs> oh man uh actually actually the funniest thing was last night on kitty hawk sketch theme um, we're gonna start the show right after this story mm. um thomas revor showed up with ian sampson and one of kitty hawk's uh people in the chat room not one of the regulars but uh fairly new guy named animal oh him yeah he started freaking out about thomas revore and ian samson being in the chat room oh <laughs> he was like oh my god it's ian samson oh my god oh my god it's thomas revore oh my god yo and <laughs> I, I, I talked to the two of them about that today and they thought that was kind of well well tom actually had that happen to him when he walked into a comic book shop Oh, in, sweet. in real life and and he, he said that it wasn't a good experience because the guy would not leave him alone oh I've, I've actually had people meet me in real life like not just at conventions and i always think it's just awesome like oh my god it's you and i'm like yay i think I've so, so neil how do you deal with your fans um i think we I've... even ate lunch with one of them once I don't... <laughs> i've only been recognized once <laughs> <laughs> One time, but only. you don't put you don't you don't put a lot of photos of yourself no. online. So yeah, that that's I think that's the only reason I was recognized is because I have a goofy ass fucking face and my voice has been recognized before. Someone well, you actually do have stopped... very distinct voices. I know some someone yeah. actually stopped me at at a grocery store saying, "I know that voice. You're wrong. You're wrong." Teen Titans. <laughs> yeah. Lol. Teen Titans. And, so so then I switched to my my Kaufman voice. Of, I, I can't do it very well, you know. The, the, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. And uh, make it sound like I was someone else because I didn't want to deal with that in public. But yeah, I, 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 I'm, my voice is more recognizable than my face, even though my face is on. But like, uh, but people listen to your voice. Like, I would say, like people who are your fans, they probably recognize your voice more because, like, your photo isn't on like every single like episode like artwork or something like that well it's kind of or they maybe they might not they might not think it's you either they might because it, it, it i like it because it's like so simple but they might think it's like almost like a character almost like something like you like i'm trying to think like you know the um like the guy who's like the guy the face that's used for the um for the church of the subgenius you uh, know yeah the story behind that picture is that's actually what I did was I took a picture. It was a picture of me at my sister's wedding when I was wearing a full suit. Yeah. I cropped out the head, and then I went into uh, went into uh, Photoshop, like brought the contrast all the way up, brought the Illustrator, vectorized it, and there you go. That that's the story of that picture. And it and it works. I mean, but like I said, I think like some people might think it. When I first saw it, I thought, oh, that's a really cool cool avatar. I wonder where he got it from. So, well, now you know. Now you know the story. Yep. Should tell people it's me. That's me. That is me. Do you see the I picture? Mean, of, you... Did you see the picture of Yaya and the uh, yeah. Sagat? Yeah. Lady oh, Sagat. Yeah, Lady Sagat. I've never seen a Lady Sagat. That's pretty excellent. Yeah. 
You know, I don't really go for shaved heads. I'm sorry. But that's excellent that she she did that. Like, yeah, it's dedication. Yeah. But everyone knows that the guile theme goes with everything. <laughs> but I'm glad glad Yaya's back at it after the appendix bursting in Charlotte. Oh. Yeah, she was at Heroes Con and she started feeling bad like Friday night. And she went to the doctor and they said, oh yeah, your appendix is about to burst. And she's like, oh, fuck. Okay. So so what so what what do you call it when she has a uh, when 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 it's a little dry in the air? I don't know. Itchy itchy ya ya ya. Uh, no, uh, bad. Oh. <laughs> Deals kind of. I think that's the sound that should come out. Oh, <laughs> it's good, but oh. That's that's kind of a stretch, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think it was a good like off the cuff. Well, it, it well that Lady Marmalade actually is the song I've been singing lately while playing Team Fortress Two. Oh, it's better than what I've had stuck in my head for the past week. Let me get you it. You got the touch. What? what uh, let me oh, let me get let me get what's been stuck in my head for about a week now, and now I'll let you have it in your head for the next week. What's really funny is for years I thought that the Manfred Mann song uh, Blinded by the Light was talking about a female hygiene product. Yeah, I thought that too. (laughs) Also, don't go out tonight. There's bound to be a fight. There's a bathroom on the right. right. (laughs) But yes, pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows. Just over and over. Because Fufflepuff is awesome. Let me know next time you're going to be in in the DFW area, area so we can hang out in person. Hmm? Let me know next time you're going to be in the DFW area so we can hang out in person. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know how... I'm going to probably... Maybe next year I'll go back to the States. I want to save some money and also there's like, you know issue that there's like a whole bunch of Australia I haven't explored yet. I'm like, oh, I need to go and see this. I'm here. I finally got to pet a kangaroo. It was awesome. So so the Elton John song, is he saying electric boots or electric boobs? (laughs) Eh, It could be both. And why is he asking someone to hold him down and hold his clothes and tie him down, sir? I think you know the answer to that one. <laughs> well, what's another case of audio uh, paraphernalia? What, what's it called, Neil? Paraphernalia. I don't. I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> like when you when you when you mess. Yeah, I understand what you're talking about when you're. I think I think the ultimate one is excuse me while I kiss this guy. Hmm. Oh, oh, for, oh, oh, from purple. Yeah. Hands. Yeah. From purple eyes. What I loved was a, a radio host kept on insisting that uh, what's it what's it called that uh, you know what I don't even remember the song or the story anymore. Oh. Um, <laughs> but uh, but like I said for years I thought that Manfred Mann song "Blinded by the Light" was saying you know like a douche. Yeah, I think everyone uh, hears that. In a uh, rolling in the night. 
Well, I mean, it's like, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance when you get to the indivisible part. When you're a kid, you think it's a, it's invisible, you know, Pledge of Allegiance to the flag, United States of America, to the flag, which it stands, one nation, under God, invisible, with something and something. Actually, for all. actually, that mishearing of it is in the Wikipedia, Wikipedia article. Yeah, it's pretty common because, like, indivisible is really hard no, to no, say. No, I no, mean, I mean blinded by the light. Oh, blinded yeah. by the light, okay. I would imagine the invisible part would also be in there because, like, I think everyone says that because when you're a little kid, you're trying to say indivisible. It's like that. No, yeah, that is not the, happening. In the in yeah in in the Mantra Man version song, they say revved up like a deuce, deuce. but yeah. but it, it but it sounds like wrapped up. But he's like, like douche. douche, yeah, because yeah, he's wrapped like, up yeah. like a douche, and then the rolling in the it. night. I, I swear, for years, I thought it was douche. Well, it it it, it sounds like it sounds like that because because the way he's like really putting some like into it, so yeah, you definitely couldn't you mishear it like that. That's Manfred Mann. Uh, oh yeah, we forgot about Joseph King of Dreams. How could we have forgotten about Joseph King of Dreams? Code of Dreams. Man, Pixar, like, DreamWorks, like, my God. I'm just looking through this list, and it's just... Circus Afro? Polka dot, polka dot, Circus Afro? They made a whole music video of just that. I know, and you know what? Hey, Chris Rock, you gonna bust a Shifferobe next? Because, like, man, I just saw that, and I was like... The plot is, is that, okay... I, please put this in the show because the plot of Madagascar is these animals are in the zoo and they have it good. It's basically Wally Gator. I think we've talked about it in the show, so never mind. Because like it's basically Wally Gator the movie. It's a trilogy of Wally Gator as these animals are trying to get back in the zoo. And I'm like Chris Rock, you spoke out against you know white people oppressing black people and shit like that. So you're in a movie where. These animals want to go back to prison, and then you're going to do, like, a minstrel show where you dance to Afro Circus. GG! I hope you like your money. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that, that, that really... Like, I know that in the end, the animals don't actually end up going to the jail because they learn something or blah, blah, blah. But how could you, as a self-respecting human being... Make, be in a movie about wanting to be enslaved and then doing a minstrel show. I mean, whatever. I guess I guess money's great. I hope to get a god like someone shows up and says, "I'll give you a million dollars," and then Yuki's not transgendered anymore, and I'll be like, "Well, million dollars is a lot of money, but yes." <laughs> I mean, I, I would. So you, I'd hate so you just make mentally make him a woman then. Yeah, with big. The only thing I'd want is to have big ass titties. Like the the actress has to be. I don't care if she's dumb. I don't care if she can't act. I can't. I don't care if she's like can't speak. She has so to have giant. You don't giant, care if it's Megan Fox. No, Megan Fox. She has to have her her hands have to be you know proportioned properly. The 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 the, the hands have to like cup the breasts and not even come close to covering them. Yeah, like she's going to be dumb, probably, and, and it's okay. The squish, squish scene. Yeah, of course, but I mean, like maybe I would want to keep the transgendered part in, but I'm just saying I am a whore and I will take the money. So I understand Chris Rock's wanting to, you know, 
do something like that. Even though I, I, I don't know if that would even go. I don't actually now I think about it. I don't think so. I think I'm actually got a little bit more morals than than Chris Rock. Ah, actually, <sighs> just in my head, I was I was thinking of another song I was using to sing while playing the quarters too. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, oh God. God, no, no. No. Because he's he doesn't sing it with uh, with any tone in his voice, so I just no he doesn't. <laughs> but oh, I just realized something while I was rewatching Venture Brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the Dragoon and Red Mantle are Buddy yeah. Holly and the Big Bopper. Yep, yep. Did you deal? Did you realize that? No. Oh, yeah, there's so many goddamn references and yeah. in that in that show. Oh man, I gotta watch. New- the new episode that's coming out that's coming on I think it's airing yeah in about an hour so i, I couldn't oh. believe it because because i was like they look familiar in this flashback and they were about to board a plane yep. in yep. 19 in, in in 1959 yeah yep of course it's like it's like really that it's kind of I, I, it's like that's a little close to the nose here. I mean that that's 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 a little yeah. Kind of dark. Nah. I I, I love. I love, uh, love is the guy who's who, who, you know dragoon who's supposed to be the big bopper is saying he a- was accidentally creating hip hop. Accidentally creating hip hop. Yeah, because because uh, because Red Mantle, whose buddy Holly was saying, you weren't even singing; you were just talking really fast. Yep. <laughs> yep. Wow. Uh, but yeah. Oh, I just can't. I just can't believe that. You know, it's like it's just, so. The Guild of Calamitous Intent is just all these old rock musicians. I I know it's 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 wonderful. Um, I, I, also, mean, are, I like how they. Just, I like. Are, are, I like how. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna ask if are there any uh, Leonard Skinner jokes in there? No. Another, another band that went down in an airplane. No, but they did. Uh, they might at some point though. They are they are working their way through. I well they did they did have Iggy Pop. Yeah, they did have Iggy Pop. Um, I think it's mostly the people they like. So. Um, I don't know, Neil. They might have some metal guys in there. They 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 seem to like. Go. Yeah, they they might. I mean, I mean. You see in that Animal Crossing picture? Yeah. Yeah. That is that is so special. is so weren't they totally implying that was that's Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper? I'm, I'm pretty sure they were. I'm sure it's 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 um, Venture Brothers. They're yeah. They're most likely uh, making fun of something. I mean. I and also I am amazed that they can they can continue to create such a awesome show. Like I'm like, when is it going to stop being awesome? Well, what's amazing Hopefully to me never. is what happened when they were trying to be, you know, you know, covert about it being Johnny Quest until finally someone said, "Dude, we're we're owned by Warner Brothers. We we own no, Johnny Quest." But you have to also keep in mind that they weren't like really part of Warner Brothers and there's also the issue that they were kind of on like 
they had to play it cool for a bit. I, I know, but they yeah. actually the funny thing is they were told guys kind of knocked this off about the whole David Bowie thing. David Bowie's not not as pleased as we thought he'd be, and then they decided to amp it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like and that, that's the thing. Like once they had their numbers, once they showed that they could, they were actually like really awesome. That's when they could do like they could just come right out and just be like, yeah, it's, that's what it is. It's it's when you get started, you have to be kind of careful, especially like if you're dealing with like IP. Like IP is like very touchy, even within corporations themselves, because you don't want to like step on anyone's toes or anything, because you'll yeah. get knocked out. Because there's more powerful, there are more powerful people than them, and there still are more powerful people. But yeah, I I can't wait for tonight's. I I don't. What's it? Which one is it going to be? I don't know. I'll see what it is. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. And uh, whenever y'all want me back, I'll be back. All right. Thank you, Kitty Yawk. Okay. Night. Good night.